on this week's episode of, well, My Family's Perfect. All right. I'm watching you, Wisnowski. Always watching. Always watching. (laughs) (laughs) You forgot to file your paperwork. Is that close? Could that pass as an impression? (laughs) Today, let's just only do impressions. (laughs) That we're not good at. (laughs) (laughs) When this family trauma to detect Unprofessional therapists must inspect One thing on which we can connect The universal truth No family's perfect Well, my family's perfect With Emily and Jordan Good morrow, cousins, and welcome to Well, my family's perfect I'm Jordan Quizno And I'm Emily Jones Hey! Hello Oh my goodness, how are you? I'm good. Yeah. It's morning. <laughs> it's we're feeling flirty and fun. Oh, we are. We are chaos this morning. A little a little chaos. A little the coffee chaos. just hit, you know. Yeah, so it I'm did. like it did. I'm still a little shaky. We're here post run again. So I'm a little like uh, another brag about how oh much my. you exercise. It's oh fine. my god, get the hell out of here. Get <laughs> out of here. Oh my god. What'd you have for breakfast this morning? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Coffee, diet, baby. black coffee and dreams. We call that <laughs> black coffee and dreams. We call that intermittent fasting. No, we are not promoting diet culture on this podcast. I'm not saying podcast. diet culture. I'm just saying you live in Los Angeles. I just <laughs> didn't have energy to make food yet. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh I'm my kidding. God. No, but for real, how was your week? I had a great week. It was a busy, busy week. Ooh, busy with what? Um, busy with life? Busy with love? Busy with... <laughs> all of the above. Uh, yeah. Now I had just busy work week and um, I started rehearsals. Okay. For oh, tell the people what you are in rehearsal for. Um, it is for a festival of new musicals, okay. which is fun because ask me the last time I had to sight sing music. Oh my gosh, the year was 2017 <laughs> and we were at the Goodspeed Opera House. I can tell you absolutely where exactly. you were. Exactly. Yeah, um yeah, yeah. so it was a muscle that I have not used in quite some time. Okay. But uh I actually did be- better than I thought I would. Great. Um cuz Lord knows we have no confidence in our abilities anymore. Boy, so we sure don't. No. No. <laughs> Devastatingly. Yeah, I feel like um this week was there were so many different things happening this week like mm-hmm. work, there was a lot of exciting stuff yeah. and yeah, yeah. a lot of uh, I, I feel like I've been in this rut of like not having a single original thought as I've discussed. Um, <laughs> and so this week I like didn't have time to have to try and even brainstorm. Yeah. So it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I could avoid that issue. Yeah. We love avoidance. <laughs> we love avoidance. And take on someone else's project and be like, let me plug myself in here. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but I also, you know, I, I, as I think you can maybe relate to, I have such an unhealthy relationship with how busy I want to be all the time Yeah. because truly I was so happy this week and it's because I had zero downtime and Mm. that is when I am, I I, I guess avoiding my issues. I have no idea. Yeah. I think it's when I would agree. I think we function the best when we're the busiest. And I think it started in our sophomore year of college. And I think we learned how to operate just like having to do everything at the same time. So much so that there's like, It's even better when there's so much to do that you have to start coming to peace with like, I'm not going to get it all done. That's when I really am like, I'm like, Ooh, I'm not going to get it all done. 
I have so much shit to do that I'm just going to have to choose what I can't do. Oh, it's you're really so thrilling. right. Like there were periods of college where we were so overbooked, like mm-hmm. insanely overbooked. Yeah. And, and I've and, and achieving during that time feels so good that now when my life is literally never that busy, yeah. I'm always like, well, I'm not doing enough. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So this for week sure. when I felt like I was potentially in college, yeah. like I was riding high. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I, I feel that because there are things like with me this week, sometimes I'll stack things to make it busier because I'm like, I function better this mm-hmm. way because I think it is. I think for me personally, I can lock in mentally knowing that it's like, I have X amount of time to do these things and they have to get done. There's mm-hmm. no, like, you don't have time to waver. You don't have time to pick up your phone and somehow magically end up on social media. Like magic. You, <laughs> yeah. Somehow it happens to us all. You have to get this shit done. Like I will schedule. I had a bunch of voiceover auditions this week, which were great and a lot Yay. of fun. And I will schedule some of them to do knowing that I have work and knowing that I have to come back on my lunch break to do them because because I'm like, I'll get them done. Yeah. And they, uh, I've got 12 minutes. <laughs> literally, I'm like, <laughs> I have nine and a half minutes, but gosh darn it, I am ready. And I'll prepare the night before. I'll take notes. I'll read through the copy. And I will come in yeah. so prepared. But it give me a whole evening to do like three lines. Forget about it. No. Forget well, about it. Well, you and know, you know what I think inspired this? Our rebrand. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Tell the cousins about the rebrand. Uh, what do we do every so, Sunday? So, you know, on, on Sunday nights, how um, maybe most people in the world will be like, wow, that was a great weekend. Oh, back to the nine to five. Can't wait to do it all again <laughs> next weekend. No, Jordan and I look at each other and we go, maybe if I completely change everything about my life, this week will work. <laughs> no, it's so if, true. If we rebrand, so yeah, yeah, then yeah. that, then this week will be the week that yeah. it all goes well. Look, I mean, we're mildly insane and that, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I will be blunt about it and I will be honest because I am absolutely insane. I'm always thinking about this shit. And I think like, for we're very open and vulnerable about the fact that we're trying to still go <laughs> after this thing, right? This industry, this career. And you have to be mildly fucking insane to be doing that. You Absolutely. Have to, and that's what we are. So, yes, every Sunday we're like... All right, so how would people feel? And it's like absolutely ridiculous, but yeah, because literally no one is thinking about us quite as much as we are. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Nobody thinks about your own career more than yourself. Well, to avoid uh, our own emotions, let's get into uh, perfect families of the world. Oh. Um, okay, yeah. my perfect. Okay, or do let's, you want to? Okay, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll go first because uh, yeah, you'll you'll bring us up. This a little one, lighter, yeah. Yeah, um, because I want to just, I had a thought about the McConaughey family, Matthew mm-hmm. McConaughey. Um, we all know about the latest tragic uh, shooting that happened this week, and it was in Uvalde, Texas, and he came out and made like a statement on his Instagram about it because Uvalde is where he grew up, It was it's his hometown, and... I, reading it, I was thinking, so many politicians have said 9-11 was their, like, jumping off point. That's what made me run for office. That's what made me want to serve. That's what made me do mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. And I know McConaughey was talking about um, go- running for governor this 
year potentially. Mm -hmm. Um, And he didn't, but he definitely was very, he was practicing like his whole book tour. He had the flags behind him. He was talking a lot about Texas and Texan pride. He's one of those people that like people just love people no matter love what him you know and i wondered reading that this week and seeing his response and now he, he's kind of been quiet since i'm wondering if he's sitting there being like this is it that's the thing it, mm. it, like my hometown this is the thing that's gonna make me i'm not saying he's running for governor he can't this year but like i do wonder if that's a turning point for him yeah it's interesting to hear that because i'm like you know, and another celebrity, another actor like running for office is sure. likable. And, and as much as people enjoy him in the space of being an actor and an entertainer, yeah. it's like, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, obviously that would be a whole different can of worms. Yeah. I mean, if he, if he does, but, um, but it would be, it would be interesting it would be interesting. And maybe he doesn't run for office. Maybe this is just like, maybe he becomes more forceful in other ways. Maybe he finds his way of service. I mean, he's definitely searching for it. I think he was very open about that with his book tour, searching of like what this chapter, and he talks about it in his book, what this chapter of his life is going to be. Yeah. Um, well, you reach a point with someone like him who's had so much success and kind yeah. of has gotten to do everything he he's wanted to do it's yeah, like yeah. you probably reach a point where you're like well how can i give back and yeah and hopefully that and he has a lot of time to do it i mean he achieved so much within the acting profession at such a young age mm-hmm. between the age of 20 and i don't know like 50 or whatever like it's yeah he has the academy awards he's done all the things so i don't know i was just yeah. thinking about that this week what you yeah. got um well i have something a little bit Lighter, but I, you know, heavy it's in its own way. But um, mm-hmm. so I am a big listener of of the actress Busy Phillips. She has a <laughs> podcast with her um, producer uh, Casey, okay. and it's called Busy Phillips is doing her best. And I listen okay. every week. I, I swear to God, this podcast is about three hours long. Okay. <laughs> So cousins, you're welcome for oh, us wait, not it's three speaking hours every week. It can, just her talking no, about no, no, her life. It's her and her producer, um, and. I don't know what draws me to this podcast, but I listen every week and it's basically her kind of venting about what's going on in her life, which well, <laughs> is kind of what I do. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, are they in therapy but, or do they have a but podcast? But you know what I mean? It's like a lot of the issues are also like very much like celebrity issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, champagne problems, we call Sure, that. champagne problems. But then her producer's really great too because she kind of pulls her back a little bit and like grounds it. Okay. Um, but I didn't get to listen this week because I just didn't have time. Yeah. And apparently she announced on the podcast that mm. she's getting divorced this week. Oh, wow. Which I was like, what? Oh, wow. And I didn't know. And again, I'm like a longtime listener. Like yeah. I and yeah, her and her husband, Mark Silverstein, I guess, have been separated for more than a year. But, oh, oh, wow. But they have two kids. So yeah. I'm pretty sure they're like they've been living together and, and all that. Didn't they move? You told me they like moved to New York. Yes. So her family, I will say she's a very, um, she's very vocal in terms of like abortion rights and trans rights because her child is trans. Okay. Um, she has a teenager who's trans. Mm. And, um, so I very much followed along like that journey with her and talking about her kids and stuff and how to be in the public eye with your kids mm. and not expose too much and like 
she talks about how every post she makes, like she has to approve. She like runs it by her kids first and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, but so she's how many she, kids does she have? Two. Okay. But she's very vocal. She's very vulnerable. She cries almost every episode. Like she's a very wow. emotional person. And I well now I can't wait to listen because I'm like oh my god what it you know wow. what has happened. But um, yeah, I just uh, I, and they it, there are all these articles because it came out like when. Two days ago, right? Okay, yeah. And so everyone's talking about it, and she's saying, like, we made this decision a year ago, but, like, we, like, could not fathom the idea of, like, making a press announcement or something because mm. you're like, this is a family. This is, you know, very personal, and yeah. we are doing everything to, like, yeah. keep it as okay for our family as yeah. possible. But, I mean, I'm just so curious to... To listen this yeah, week. Yeah, to hear and see how that, oof. Yeah, well, and she, her book, that she, uh, her autobiography okay. I read that came out a few years ago talks about how they almost split because she didn't feel he was pulling his weight with raising their kids. Oh. And and so that Is was... Is she a, married to somebody else in the industry? Do I not know? He's a producer. Oh, okay. But they've been married a long time and... Um, maybe like 15 years. Oh, wow. And so it was just interesting because she like very openly talked about that in her book. And, you know, only a few years later. Yeah, here we um, are. Life happens. But yeah, yeah, that was my, my, someone that I really enjoy hearing about their life and Mm -hmm. a big thing and then have it be so publicly broadcasted. And just to know like, gosh, like what a difficult decision that is within, Mm -hmm. you know, an immediate family and between two people or however many people are involved, you know, in the situation. And then knowing that you have to go on and like make this public statement is great because she like fully controls it. Like you said, they didn't want like a headline to just come out. Yeah. Like she had control of, of saying it, but just like, I can imagine the weight of that being pretty, woof, Oh my gosh. Pretty heavy. Yeah. I will say I do I recommend the podcast. Like I okay, really it enjoy it. Busy Phillips is doing her best. Okay. And so everyone they have okay. on, they're like, what are you doing your best at this week? Yeah. Um, but it's pretty emotional and vulnerable. And if you like stuff that she's been in, maybe you, um, maybe you would like it. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, let's, let's move into something Oof. a little yeah. bit lighter, which mm-hmm. is, you know, maybe. I what, don't know. what formative <laughs> childhood memory are you haunted by this week? <laughs> I was going to say, maybe not. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I will go with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so mine <laughs> isn't necessarily lighter. Sorry oh, about that. Okay, never mind. <laughs> um, no, it was. It's well, it's about my voice, and it. Got, I was watching. What was I watching? I was watching. I'll tell you exactly what I was watching. I love the GQ My Essentials videos. I do on social media. They're great. It's like GQ has all What's these people. That? GQ like has people on and they bring like 10 of their essentials that they like take with them or have. Oh, it's like Vogue get ready with me video. Kind of, but it's like they get to bring like personal stuff. Like it's like, these are the things that are literally in my pockets or like what I wear. Okay. And it's cool to kind of like see into people's lives. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was listening, (laughs) I was listening to Austin Butler's this week and I was like, who is for, you know, those that may not know, he's about to be, the uh, Elvis in the new Baz ah, Luhrmann movie. Got it. Elvis. Yeah. 
Um, and my mother and I, shout out Gail, we know him from Switched at Birth back in the day, which was a great <laughs> familial dramedy on what used to be ABC Family. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yep, um, great show if you haven't seen it. But I was listening to him and I was like, God damn, he's cool. He's cool. <laughs> and his, his voice is so great and so like moody and expressive. And then it got me thinking to all the people in my life that have told me that they wished my voice was lower. They oh, were like, they were preaching like, to the choir. They were like, yeah, preaching to the choir. You have a, a I got, low voice. I got that a, note yeah. in college that oh, they was absolutely. too high. But it's just like, it got me to like thinking all the way back to like high school and pre me even auditioning for shows. I just remember my directors taking me aside. God love them. They had my best interest at heart, Mm -hmm. but they like would always bring me aside and be like, I just, I just wish we could tap into a lower register, a lower register in your voice. And I was like, yeah, I wish that as well. I do too. (laughs) And then it kind of went on this, like, you know, this spiral of thinking of all of the times that I was taken out. Like I remember, God love it. I'll be open. I was doing white Christmas and I had a separate like one-on-one voice lesson where they were like, I, we're just going to try and see if we can get your voice lower. Like I had a whole rehearsal by myself trying (laughs) to get my voice lower. And like, then we moved to college and again, same situation happened in a show. I got pulled up in front of the entire cast and was like, you know what? Today's rehearsal is just going to be Jordan going through these three songs, trying to make his voice lower. And, uh, yeah, that wasn't, uh, wasn't a great, yeah, yeah. it was, that was a haunt this week. Yeah, they're like, maybe if, if you're, if we get your voice to be lower, you'll grow a beard. And then funnily enough, it was never. Yeah. Like facial hair was never a thing with people. It was literally just like, if your voice was lower, things would be better for you. And I was like, you're like, or you could do your job and just work with what you have. But uh, yeah, let's try and change something. I can't change. Looking at people, I'm like, you're not wrong. Because people with low voices are fucking cool. And <laughs> okay, but also them. if you're being like profiled by GQ and like who's this cool person and what do you have in your pocket, like you're automatically cool. So if you were to do that, yeah, they like, would yeah, they would yeah, automatically no, no, no. make you look cool. No, but everybody does these things, so it's like not everybody. Well, goes what are the on top there. three things you would have in your pocket or in your purse, whatever? Um, like things that I would have with me. Yeah, that aren't curated. What are like? Oh what is actually gosh. something? Um, uh, I'm I protein bar. Trying to think. Oh my god, that would be too. If I got up there and said that, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, honestly, I would probably have some type of. This is I connected with uh, him on this one, like a dark chocolate bar. You know, I love like two pieces of dark chocolate after a meal to cap off an evening. Sure. <laughs> Uh, time for the old chocolate and the protein of the yogurt. Oh, get uh, out of here. What would you have in yours? Um, in my bag. Yeah, I just have in so, anything. Probably like 10 loose receipts in there. <laughs> I'd probably have. Oh my gosh, like parking validation yeah, tickets. I'd oh have my gosh. like 14 pens and no pencils. <laughs> and then I'd have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would have a planner for sure. Oh, yeah. I'd have a notebook that I never use. Those would be my top three things. Um, Okay, yeah. and then I'll, I'll I'll quickly go into what I'm I've been haunted quickly, by this we don't, week. Come on, well, kick you back. Know, we're on a schedule. <laughs> um, uh, mine was also very self indulgent this week. 
Hey, because we're only thinking about ourselves and our careers. Constantly. God damn it. Go Constantly. Ahead. No, I, who was I talking to? Was it you that I was like, oh, no. I was talking to um, a new friend about how, uh, like, in the, the show that I'm doing right now, mm-hmm. I'm playing very much like uh, the, the straight woman or like the the heroine the leading lady woman and, yeah, and say i say that with confidence you're playing, playing the heroine <laughs> you're like i'm playing the, the leading, <laughs> leading l- woman. L- l- lady and i never in my life has this happened and i just it's yeah. made me think of like because i was like when's the last time i played like an, a normal freaking person yeah. and i <laughs> and and like even when i was in middle school like i was like the hag or like like <laughs> no, the weird weren't. yes Not i was mrs school. peru in middle school <laughs> in the music man i was i was the irish mother mama peru Ma- <laughs> mama peru um and like that's what i mean like i've never in my oh life my have i been like the the leading woman yeah. at all and yeah. so i almost like don't know what to do yeah I'm like okay no wonder they wanted your voice to be lower too because you were playing 80 year old oh my yeah. god yeah so 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 that really set myself up for confidence <laughs> when it came to you know dating boys and uh, going after the roles <laughs> i wanted yeah, moving yeah, yeah. forward from oh the age God. of 12 when people are like what do you want to do in this life and you're like i don't know <laughs> i guess be a grandmother i guess just like you know it's like oh she has hips sorry sorry you can't be the love interest <laughs> <laughs> oh god wow that's uh yeah well, you have hips and i have a high voice you know basically we're, we're setting up our guest really well because clearly we have a lot to unpack oh my god she could help both of us so much um she helps me all the time yeah why don't you why don't yeah. you introduce her yeah, yeah yeah well you wrote this beautifully in your own oh, voice okay, fine. you have to do this so <laughs> we secured a juicy guest this week who yeah, yeah. would you believe it is actually in grad school at Mount St. Mary's University for marriage and family therapy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, holy grail of yeah, a guest, all right? What a guest, she, wow. She grew up in the suburbs of Las Vegas, so you know she's uh, she's seen some shit. There's some juice there. Yeah, she, she's arguably the youngest-looking 27-year-old, um, if not tied with yeah. Jordan Quizno. Oh. Yep, feeling uh. absolutely attacked <laughs> wow. on my own podcast. Wow. Uh, she is a dog mom with her partner, Yoni, and lives in a beautifully decorated apartment with a washer-dryer in unit. She's known for asking people too many personal questions, so you know we had to have her on. Mm. Please welcome to the pod, Shanisha Moon. Hey. Hi. So uh, there's a lot to unpack, a lot of self-deprecation going on. <laughs> Wow, the folks are in for a good one today. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I get it. I get it. We all, we all, so, you know, all give ourselves a hard time. Um, I just wanted to add that, like, there was nothing worse. Jordan, your whole thing about voices. You guys remember recording mm. voicemails? Like your own oh, voice yeah. message? Oh, my yes. gosh, yes. And then now I've, I've given up because I can't. Like you guys, you hear your own voices all the time because of auditions. I don't ever hear mm-hmm. my own face, my own voice recorded. Um, so I've now, as an adult, learned to just like do the voice automated messaging system, where it's that lovely woman that tells you you have yep. reached the yep. voicemail box of um, five, one, three, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So um, 
yeah, I hate hearing the sound of my own voice. So this is going to oh be Oh, my fun. gosh. Yeah, that's fully relatable. Don't you worry. I don't think... I've never met a single person, though, that's like, I love oh, my voice. come on. But these people who have, like, sick-ass voices, absolutely, they love the sound of their own voice. Okay, well, let's have one on, and we can ask yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the next time I see Austin Butler, I'm going to ask him to be on here and be like, just, like, <laughs> look at Spencer. <laughs> yeah. Spencer, oh do you want to debut your voice right now? <laughs> yeah, let them hear it. <laughs> I was the first guest on here. They've already heard my oh voice. Oh my gosh. Never mind. And yeah, I sorry. am the biggest I am the biggest hater of my own voice. <laughs> and I do voiceover at work. So like I get it and I hate it. So if you like your voice, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here, Austin. Well, you have a very comforting voice, yeah. I will say. Oh. Which is great. Well, that's so nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's not it's not grading like a <laughs> look at that self self there she is just beating herself all right up. all right i'll strong seven ways oh. to tuesday jesus mary all right let's not talk about yeah, us yeah, for yeah. five seconds yeah let's get into therapy here huh we're in session so Shani, yes in session let give us the rundown give us a little background about you know where you're from who's in your fam mm-hmm. and like kind of what role you take on in mm-hmm. your family or sure, yeah so I am, my, both my parents moved to LA from Israel in the 80s, um, and they totally, totally, I don't know if this is legal to say, but they totally paid people to marry them to become citizens, and then they got a divorce after the IRS was like, oh, that's real. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that's my parents, and Wait, they met. That's a wonderful story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally, it's totally like kosher, it's fine. And then, sure. um, speaking of, I'm Jewish. Um, I am the middle child. I've got an older sister and a younger brother. Me and my sister are like a year and a half apart in chronological age, and like a decade and a half in real life, like in like metaphor. <laughs> um, I explain my sister to be like the kind of person she's gonna hear this. She wears blouses, like she doesn't wear t-shirts. Like she like she's like been yeah, a, a blouse sure. kind of gal for a while. Um, where I don't like fit in blouses because I'm like five feet tall and flat. So like, it's fine. And then I have a little brother who's like significantly cooler than me and he lives in Israel right now. And my sister's in Arizona. Um, so me, I definitely have like middle child syndrome. Uh, I definitely was like, there's a lot of like comparison with my sister because we're so close in age, but we're so different as people. Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of, uh, you just don't get it with my parents because they were raised so differently mm. from the way we were as kids. Mm, yeah. Well, they tried to raise us kind of similarly, but they couldn't because we're in a different country in a different time. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's like my family, my role. I would say that like my personality is definitely more malleable than each of my siblings. So my sister is very much like square I've told her that to her face. She's, it's fine. she's, yeah. She's like, <laughs> she's like, well, no, she's like the perfect <clears throat> oldest sibling. Exactly. So like, thing. Yeah. Act- Emily wore blouses. <laughs> is did. that how it J. is? J. Crew, you, yeah. High school Emily is called J. Crew Emily. J. Crew oh, Emily. Like she, her. Wore, she wore blouses and not only blouses, but blouses and cardigans. Cardigans. Wow. Cardigans. That's we yeah. met in a bright, in bright pink cardigan. And now I aggressively wear t-shirts, so I'm that's trying it. to change the narrative. I'm proud that's of you. It. I'm proud of you. But whatever <laughs> makes you happy, she likes her blouses, and that's great. She likes 
she was like applying to jobs and she's like, I need a job where I have to dress nice. And I was like, yeah, I can business casual. And I'm like, I cannot find a single person in LA who would advocate for that. Yeah. So I say like I'm the most malleable of the two siblings. So that's my sister. And I think that tells you a lot. She lives in Arizona. She's married, has a baby, you know, owns a home. Mm-hmm. And then my oh, brother. Beautiful right? life. It's so different. It's so, so beautiful. different. Beautiful life. Gosh. It's, <laughs> it's what all the creatives want. <laughs> but then they're doing this. And so it's like, let's. Yeah. But then, yeah. <laughs> we well, live and spend all well. our money on rent. It's fine. So then there's it's my fine. little brother who is the only boy. And that comes with its own freedom. I don't know, if mm-hmm. Jordan, if that was a thing yeah, for sorry. you. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, for sure. The uh, youngest boy. Yeah, I, I pain in the ass. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm it's, apologizing. You just here. have it a little easier. Thank you. I appreciate the apology. I hear you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. No, so, it's true. And he just like up and moved abroad because why not? And, like doesn't feel guilty. Like I would like. <laughs> feel so guilty if I moved abroad for some reason. Like, I'd be like, oh, my parents, I know they're, they're fully functioning adults, but they'll need me. And he doesn't like, but they might, they might also make you feel bad about it. They probably didn't make him feel as bad. Isn't that the truth? What happened with me? My sisters are, well, I mean, yeah, both currently at, in Ohio right now. And where am I? (laughs) not in ohio (laughs) where's jordan not there for his parents not there gosh darn it oh boy Um, oh boy so in terms of me i think i kind of can like fit in with both of them like i could spend time with their friends and fit in fine i like Mm. relate to both of them in different ways i yeah like i'm i'm the i'm the malleable one Mm-hmm. Yeah, you learned how to be like a chameleon. Uh huh. Uh huh. So there's actually mm-hmm. a theory in therapy. There's this dude named Alfred Adler who like came up with like a whole theory. He was like buddies with Freud, and he was like, yeah, like birth order matters and it defines your personality. And so we kind of fit the cliches. I fully believe that. And that's okay. Like, so the so the order? the cliche is like the perfect like the oldest siblings like the perfect one. The youngest sibling's like, hey, fuck it, I'm just here for a good time. And the middle one's like, I can be a little of each. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) In layman's terms. Basically. So it's like the oldest one's definitely more independent and practical. The youngest one, I mean, they're still very ambitious because they want to, like, they want to be better than their siblings. There's still, like, that kind of sense of ambition, not, like, entitlement. But there's definitely, like, a bigger sense of, like, you know, lack of, hmm, how would I explain this? Selfishness, but not in a bad way. Like in a mm. more... Don't stress as much. Yeah, it's just yeah. not on their mind. Genuinely not on their mind. Um, which is cool. That would be nice. And then the middle <laughs> one is like, uh, I th- they, they said that we're more, we're like, we've had to like, na- we've managed the emotions a little better in terms of like how we navigate things and mm. the choices we make we're well, so to used to watching the two right yeah. like and you're exactly. used to being yeah. like well yeah. i could learn from the eldest and then i can kind of mentor the youngest so yeah. you you, mm-hmm. you have a little bit more of a choice almost my mom is the middle child mm. um, and similarly to you her older sister is only like a year and change older than her mm. Um, and they are so different. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never thought of it that way. Yeah. With our family dynamic of Jenna, Lauren and I, but yeah, 
I mean, yeah, that makes that makes sense. Middle child, Lauren. I mean, yeah, Lauren shares similarities with yeah, both Jenna and myself. Huh. Well, cause usually yeah, look mind, at this, mind blown. blown. Well, because usually you're like middle <laughs> child syndrome, like the one that's you know I don't know left out. Yeah, the one that's like oh forget about the middle one because life's all about the oldest and the youngest, and then there's the middle. But like that's not true in this As regard. A, I, well, oh, I have the most middle child story. Maybe oh you'll appreciate. Um, so. My aunt Michelle mm-hmm. is a year and change older than my mom. And then when my mom was born, uh, they were trying to figure out what to name her. And they couldn't come up with a name for life of them. My my older aunt's name is uh, Michelle Christine okay. Dodge. Oh. And um, they were so frustrated that, that eventually she goes, my grandma's like, you know what? If, if you can't come up with a name, we'll just take Michelle's and flip it around. So that's what they did. My mom's name is Christine Michelle, and my aunt's Whoa. name is Michelle Christine. Whoa. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know that. Isn't that, a, oh, isn't wow. that like so, like, that's what a way to start out. That's you know? crazy. Second. That sets a tone. <laughs> wow. That definitely sets a tone for the duration of your life. Wow. It's so good, though. That's great. Yeah. Yep. Does your mom like look back at that like humorously or is she like, like, this is ridiculous? I don't know. I feel like it's, I feel like that's one story that she doesn't have a huge opinion on. Like, I, like, I, I think that for her, probably, that's just her name, right? Yeah. So, yeah. but she never uses like, cause obviously as long as I've been alive, she kind of did that thing where she took my dad's last name and then made her former last name her middle name oh yeah mm-hmm. so yeah, now yeah. she's like christine dodge jones instead of christine michelle jones yeah, yeah um yeah. so she, yeah so that's she's a, a, she's erased thing. that part of the identity that's hilarious that's hilarious i want to dive yeah. into um you know we've we've got a little bit of a feel for your family you're the middle child you're malleable kind of like watching on either ends right and uh mm-hmm. now from what we all know about you, you are studying uh, to be a therapist, which yes. is very exciting yes. for yeah. us to have on. Oh, and boy. I kind of want to know, like, was that always, I-, I feel like to be a therapist, you have to be like such an incredible listener and like emotionally mm-hmm. mature. Was that kind of always your role in your family? Like growing up, did you find yourself being like the grounded one? Were you born a therapist as well? Uh, That's what I'm asking. Emily's like, were you born this way? Or was there like something like that happened that kind of started that path for you? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I wasn't born. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, she was not born a therapist. I was not not born calm, cool, and collected. Um, (laughs) That would be cool. Uh, if you find oh, wow. anyone that was born that way, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> Good for them. And hopefully they breed more children so there's more calm, cool, and collected people on this earth. But that's not the case. Amen. Yet. So I was definitely like a more anxious child. Um, so a little bit about my parents' background. It's super unique. Uh, growing up in Israel, both of them were raised. My mom was born and raised on something called a kibbutz. So a kibbutz is like a social commune. From the day you're born, my mom was put into a nursery and raised by the community. Hmm. So she saw her parents once or twice a day. She has slept a total of two nights her whole life at her parents' house. 
What? She Whoa. was raised in board, like a boarding school, right? And then my dad at the age of 13 left his parents' house because he was like being rebellious and was like, I want to go live on a kibbutz. And his dad was like, yeah, uh-huh, sure. And then my dad was like, watch me. And then he stayed there until 13, until 20-something because in Israel there's a draft, so you have to go to the army. Um, and when you're living on this kibbutz, you have a job from like the day you can work. So my mom, because you, there's no money, there's no anything. You work to provide and you're, you're a part of this social con- socialist commune that like is self-sustainable. So my parents' perspective of like emotions and like giving space for them is not super there because for them, mm. no matter where they were at emotionally, they just had, they had to work. They had to fight in a war. They had to do all these things. Mm-hmm. So as like morbid as that is, my parents are like, it could be worse. That's kind of their perspective when it comes to, oh, like you're sad because you have a bellyache. Like it could be worse. You're going to be fine. Um, so mm-hmm. I didn't like come from like the most like emotionally uh, accepting. I was so loved. There was so much love. <laughs> I have to jump and say that. But there weren't like – there wasn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. a lot of like – oh, yeah, you, like, I'm watching, like, my boyfriend's mom's so, like, accepting of emotions and just, like, gives so much space and holds so much space for them. And, like, my parents were like, oh, you, like, didn't get this, you didn't get into this college? Like, you're going to be fine. So yeah, there was, there was like, no a, feel so your feelings. Me, yeah. No, no, definitely no. So as I was an anxious kid to begin with, and my parents struggled with navigating that for a little bit. My siblings were less emotional for sure. My sister, as the eldest, I think was like more defensive. Like her emotions were usually more like hangry. Like it was usually solved by <laughs> feeding her or something. And then my brother was just, I don't know, he was the youngest. I don't really ever remember my parents ever complaining about my brother's like emotions. Um, even like hormonal teenager phase I guess my brother was like fine um so I was definitely like the sensitive one and was like a little bit of a crybaby and stuff (laughs) and then I went to college and college was super hard for me like undergrad was not a great time and so I started therapy which was really hard for my parents to understand uh Mm. it's yes well I yeah I that's that's I was going to ask like what the catalyst was for that. If it was just like going to college, cause that's like a big, a big shift to go from for a, sure. you know, an environment that's yeah. not necessarily anti-emotion. Yeah. Or not, but just like not focused on experiencing emotion. And then all of a sudden go to college. I don't know if that was a shift from like going from Vegas to LA or if that was a shift of like moving away from the family, but like, that's a major shift to all of yeah. a sudden be like, I'm in college changing my entire life and surroundings. And you know what? Now's the time to go into therapy. So it was a mixture of all of that coupled with like a long distance relationship gone sour. Mm. <laughs> you know, you're just like, that'll do it. That'll, that'll do it. Right. So I started in college at like the mental health center and that was like, oh yeah, we'll give you a therapist once every month. And that was like a joke. <laughs> Um, I could have journaled and been more productive, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I did that for like three months and that was a waste of my time. And then I got into like more regular therapy outside of college. I just went to someplace near, I went to UCLA, so near UCLA. And it was a really formative experience for me. My parents were like so distraught. They didn't want me telling people. They were like, don't tell people that you're in therapy. 
don't tell them that you're like considering medication or on medication. It was like super hush hush. Like mm. in Hebrew, there's mm. a phrase that translates to don't air your dirty laundry for people to see. Oh, so to them. Yeah. So to them, it was like that. So yeah. it took them a really long time. And the more I was in therapy and like the, the more tools and coping skills I built and the better I was as a person and the higher functioning I became, um, they started to see a lot of value in me being in therapy and in therapy as a concept. Like they definitely like didn't see why I was going so regularly. They were like, okay, you're done now, right? You feel better. Um, yeah. So like that. Band-aid. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, I, I compare it to antibiotics. I'm like, yeah, they were like, oh, you do this for like three weeks. You take your Z-pack and then you're good to go. And it's like, no, not quite. That's not, that's not, <laughs> that's not how, that's not how it goes. Um, and, but they did start to really see how much it was helping. And it also helped them. Like my mom more than my dad probably love him dearly. A lot less interested in this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. mm. I don't know if anyone else's dad is like, yeah, let's let's talk about feelings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think one time when I was talking to my dad about, because I've been in therapy for a few years, I guess, well, more than a few now. Yeah. I started in college as well. more than a few. But I had a great college therapist, which was like shocking. Um, except they gave all the girls in our musical theater department the same therapist, which is kind of hilarious. So we oh, all lovingly like referred not, her. That's like not cool. <laughs> well, mm. we didn't realize till after. Oh, that's good. But yeah, they probably shouldn't have done that. You and, lovingly referred to her as what? No, her name's Emily. And so we oh. all would be like, I miss Emily so much. Oh, like, that's <laughs> fun. But um, my dad, I, I forget when this was, but there was a point where I was talking about therapy and I was on medication and he was, his response was kind of like, you know, whatever that is for you. For some people, it's alcohol. Some people, it's a, it's a yoga working out. And I'm like, I don't think that like therapy and antidepressants are the same thing as coping with alcohol. But um, uh, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) What about you, Jordan? Um, Yeah, my dad. I think, I mean, yeah, we didn't really talk about emotions for sure. I think think my dad is much more, you know, sensitive and emotional than he lets on. Mm. I think that, I think as I've gotten older, I've definitely realized that. Um, But I mean, I guess, I mean, you know, generationally, there's just that idea of like, you have to be the dad and like, and to be tough. Of, well, and kind of like mm-hmm. what what Bill is saying, or or what Shanice's dad is saying, is just like, well, you've got to figure it out, you know. Like, for that's I don't know. I feel like that's a generational thing, though. That's not necessarily like us and how we're functioning because it's very different. But I feel like, yeah, in my dad's day, it was like, well, the dad figures it out. Like, you can have all the emotions and all the thoughts and feelings you want, but like. Monday morning, you have to be at work at 8 a.m. and you just have to figure it out because you have a family that needs it, you know? Totally. Man. I mean, yeah, so. I think that's like, that was everything, right? Like for my parents, it was like my mom, so they lived, she grew up in a, literally a boarding school with her friends. And so if she went through a breakup, mm. she would have to see that boy every day until she left that community, like until she left Israel. Oof. So she was, was like, it's like her perspective, and I don't blame her for it, was like, you just keep going. You have no choice. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, that's just, oh no, did my dog bark? Sorry. 
That's okay. We love it. Yeah, we're keeping it. it real. We're keeping it real. We are privileged to feel our emotions. That's <laughs> so far. That's where we are. <laughs> um, absolutely. What do you? Um, I I want to ask though, like, kind of when, um. I don't want to say shit hit the fan for you, but when you uh-huh, were like, oh, I think I need to seek. Okay, oh, it did. Yeah, it did. When it you, did. When you were like, I think I need extra help. Like, I wanted to talk to someone in college and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Was that the moment that you started to unpack that maybe you were raised in a way that, like, emotions weren't easy for you to talk about? Or did you kind of know that, like, before college, like, while you were still living at home? Like, was there ever a time where... I don't know. Maybe you watched like your friends and how they dealt with their parents. But I guess as teenagers, like everyone is like, ugh, my parents. Right. Sure. Like no one likes how their parents are handling things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that like I definitely felt I mean, I don't think I had the, the words for it, you know, like the, the perspective or the awareness. It wasn't until I sat in, you know, on the couch with some wonderful woman across from me who kind of like <laughs> maybe like pointed some things out casually in order for things to start moving and gears to start turning until I was like oh like yeah I don't think I was necessarily the most um, like I wasn't necessarily emotionally heard I was supported and mm. loved and cared for and privileged and blessed and all these other things but I don't think I was necessarily the most emotionally heard and I don't think that's a bad mm. thing I think that's just like generationally culturally I think it just is and then trying to you know kind of navigate that once you have that awareness a lot of that has to do with like okay do I feel like trying to teach an old dog new tricks on how to be more emotionally supportive (laughs) like is that every day yeah (laughs) (laughs) like is that is that a possible so like with my dad I just like I don't think it's gonna I love him. I don't think he'll ever listen to this for the record. Ellie's not <laughs> Ellie's not a podcast kind of guy. Um, so he neither's mine. God love him. I don't know. <laughs> Bru- I don't know that Bruce knows how to get a podcast, but he supports the shit out of it. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'm loving it. You're like, like what did yeah, we yeah, talk about like, this hey, week? Bud, we're telling everybody, you know, so it's, it's all good. We're on the same page with you. Yeah. So like with my mom, it definitely was so much more. Um, there was a lot more like traction in that conversation. So a lot of just kind of giving her the language or the tools on how to like, if I call you and I'm sad because I didn't get a job offer, you don't need to tell me to look on the bright side because I know there's a bright side. How about you just ask me, what do you need from me? And then I'll just tell you Mm -hmm. exactly what I need. If I need you to just listen, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you. If I need you to help, I'll ask. Um, But just let's start with what do you need? And that was like like a game changer for my family is my siblings had to learn how to do it with each other and they've learned to ask that for my parents and it definitely got the ball rolling with like how to like support each other in a way that was like emotionally conducive to like expression. Like we're allowed to feel. You don't need to fix it. Oof. Yeah. What do you need? What do you I'm need? I'm like, that is so smart. Yeah. <laughs> and and like I don't know. I don't want to say simple, but like that's a yeah. It's so hard with family. There's so there's so much there. There's so yeah. much resentment. But what there's is, well, like it's it's it can be hard to to simply ask that question yeah. though of like what do you need to hear from me? And I'm thinking so much. I mean, I don't know necessarily about Shani's relationship, but I know like us with our parents. I know me. I call my mom in the car all the time, and it's like, boy, I just 
unload on this woman. Like, and I can only <laughs> imagine being on the other side of that phone with me. I mean, as mm-hmm. we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, mildly insane and like just dumping on our parents all the time, like all the things that are happening and like, yeah, what a tool to give your parents or give whoever's on the other side of that phone to just be like, all right, what do you need out of this? Mm-hmm. Because you talked to me this morning and everything was falling apart. <laughs> now this afternoon, all of a sudden things I'm are celebrating. Great again. Yeah. So like, what do you need from me in this moment? Because I'm running 18 errands and I don't know <laughs> like, what you need. Yeah, they can say the wrong thing and they don't know and they don't mean to. They just, especially when your kid is upset. Like I can only imagine if you know, what my mom feels like if I call her crying and I live in a different state, you know, like she just wants me to be okay and be happy. So her instinct is like, let me fix, I'll fix everything. She's my baby. I got to fix it for her. And it's like, I don't Mm. need that. I just need you to listen. Like it's easier than that. Like just listen. Mm. That's it. I think that that's, that's just it. That's what, that's kind of like, that's all you, that's like the easiest thing you can give someone is just like, ask what they need. I can imagine though, now, you being, like, someone who's been professionally trained mm-hmm. to, like, communicate and talk mm-hmm. about emotions, like, you have this knowledge now that puts you in an interesting position within your own family because now you are communicating, advocating for yourself, but are you ever put in the position where you kind of have to be the go-between with other members of your family too? Because they're like, well, she has the knowledge. She has the language to facilitate this. Like, do you, are you, does your family make you do that at all? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I remember you, you talked about it last episode where you were like, I always find myself like trying to... I don't know what what was her name the girl that spoke last week oh, Haley? Haley 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 was like I've I've done this before by the way with parents and brothers not calling their parents um, and then being the sibling that's like I heard mom and dad really want to hear from you and then them being like well I'm really busy it's like okay well can you make time like <laughs> so sometimes it's self imposed like I'm not gonna lie like I put myself in that situation and I should, probably shouldn't. Um, and then (laughs) there are moments like for example with my sister getting married and now building a house like there's a lot of I have like really opinionated parents like they had opinions on what a wedding should look like what a new house should look like they like can't keep their mouth shut love them but they're like we're (laughs) we're very confrontational people like we're not the passive aggressive type we lay it out there Mm -hmm. and then we butt heads there's a lot of like hanging up on each other and then calling back like 20 minutes later because we're in traffic and we're bored. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's really great. It's really healthy. So not Midwestern. Yeah, just sweep it under the rug. (laughs) Yeah, not sweeping it under the rug, man. We are pulling that rug out and we are talking about it, which I I commend. I commend. (laughs) Um, But like, yeah, like trying to explain to my parents when my sister is planning her wedding, like I don't think... When she's asking, and frankly, when she's asking you what your opinion, her what your opinion is on this, I don't think she really wants that honest of an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's okay. She needs to be better at not asking you for the opinion if she doesn't actually want to hear it, or she just needs to tell you. And this is what she's gotten really good at, and I'm really proud of her saying, "I got this. I like it. Just letting you know." Ooh, just letting you know. Just letting you know. No These are my thoughts necessary. and my opinions. I think I could benefit from that. Yeah. <laughs> You 
what, like telling people in your life, this is what I'm doing, this is how I'm doing it, and deal with it. Yeah. 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 You, you don't agree? No, I, I fully <laughs> agree. I fully agree. Look, we were just talking earlier on, like, we're always like, is this the right choice? <laughs> just like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mama Peru. Anyway. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, so uh, I, I love this. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. Emily's been sitting here. I know Shanique can see her, but I, and other people can't listening, obviously. Like smiling. Emily's been sitting here like grinning ear to ear. Just so, I've never seen you so calmly like leg crossed. Just, I feel taken care of. You're just, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Emily's like, can this go on for another hour? Because uh, that's all I want. <laughs> oh my gosh. When do you... Oh, I have so many. I have so many. Okay, you have so many thoughts. Know what, know what the thing is? Because I can okay. never ask my therapist anything, right? Because oh. you can't really ask the therapist questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whenever, when she goes, I'm going to self-disclose a piece of information. That's what she says to me. Because <laughs> that's the terminology like, we learn. Disclosure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm going to self-disclose that I also have an Italian family. I'm like, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I and so right now I feel like I'm having this opportunity yeah. where I, I'm yeah. speaking with Grab life by the a therapist yes. and she soon to is be, able soon to, to be soon to be therapist ask the hard question emily oh i don't have a hard question i'm just like she's oh. self-disclosing this is so exciting oh, and no, I'm, oh yeah because it it is like a morsel of yeah. you know whenever i whenever i find out something <laughs> like like my therapist was like i'm actually going to new orleans this weekend and i'm like oh my god like <laughs> you're so excited for her like she's a person you're like wow i want to go with like can I come? Yes, oh. she's so fun. She, she, <laughs> I love her. Like, we, I just want to be friends with everyone. She, like, now what we do, we literally start the session checking in about the reality TV shows we've watched because that's like safe ground, right? Mm. Yeah. Because it's like, it's not like revealing anything about yourself other than we both enjoy trashy television. Sure. Um, and, and it's great. Like, that's how we open pretty much every um, Thursday session. Love. I also have therapy on Thursdays. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god. Jordan, what about you? Oh, that's a <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> wow, boy, you th- you threw me under that bus. That was I real it, hard. W- the opportunity was right there yeah, yeah, and you, I saw it you, and I took no, it. You teed yourself up. The opportunity <laughs> was not there. You teed yourself up. To be up. fully transparent on our yeah. pre-call yeah. with Shani, I did mention how I'm always talking to you about therapy and like yeah, yeah. Wa- encouraging you to one yeah. day do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Thank you. <laughs> Poor, poor guy has to sit with me for or stand with me because we don't sit at the front desk um, <laughs> for like four hours twice a week. So, I mean, he gets a little bit of like prodding. Oh, my gosh. It's incredible. A little prodding. And then he comes home to me and then I do the, the same thing without same thing. with zero training and how to correctly do that. I will say being in therapy in general, there is like a like I'm learning from my therapist and how they are asking me questions and stuff. So you're probably just like replicating what your ther- therapist is doing. So you're not, probably not even bad at it. Probably doing a great job. Oh, oh good okay, job, Emily. So, so you're telling me I can ask him even more prodding personal questions yeah, yeah, yeah. than yeah, I already yeah. do. Yeah, for sure. Okay, especially because Jordan incredible. doesn't like really answering them, so you just gotta like probably get. <gasps> oh, <laughs> she's not wrong. She's not wrong. Okay. <laughs> See, look, he, you keep doing this because he can't be mad at you. He'll only be mad at me. So I, if you okay, keep asking, I would the... never be mad at Shani. Uh, Shani, I mean, do you have ha- questions that you want to ask us? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my um, gosh! Well, to be fair, Jordan's like kind of my supervisor. Go, uh, yeah. Oh, that, well, there's a power dynamic. There is a power oh, dynamic no. here. 
We are we are colleagues in this workspace. Shanika. I love that. Thank you. Uh, do I have any <laughs> questions for you? Was that a real question? Do you really want me to ask questions? It, it was kind of a joke, but I mean, no, the she, floor is yours. Uh, Emily is dying for you. She's like, give me something. Oh my gosh, her head is in her hands. She's so excited. You know what bugs me about like questions and therapists is like the cliche, like, well, how does that make you feel? Mm. Like that's all you hear. That's like what people think therapists ask the whole time. Like, how does yeah. that yeah. make you feel? Yeah, yeah. I don't think just continuing might... to ask yeah. the same question. But my therapist yeah. definitely doesn't do that, and that's like a load of shit. So, I always um, do you do it on Zoom? I do. Okay, me too. I Which don't mind that's it. All, that's very that's very interesting though. Some people really care. Do you? I don't care? mind either. I don't mind either. I think it's like I have a safe space in my home, and that's all I need. Yeah, no, I, uh, well, there was time though during like when lockdown was stricter and mm-hmm. you weren't at work, like your work was still closed where mm-hmm. I would have therapy and I would have Jordan leave the apartment when I had therapy. Yeah. So he would go on like an hour Look, long I, walk. I would because <laughs> or I would like take a book and go to the park across the street. Cause I was like, yeah, I mean, I can hear through the, not that you can hear everything, but I was like, I want you to have a, you know space to, safe space yeah and yeah. i was like look i mean right now i am the person you are seeing the most outside of depend i mean once dylan entered the picture but otherwise i'm like it's i just have us all to day be, i have to be something you're talking about so 100%. i'm just gonna leave <laughs> i'm like he's always here <laughs> yeah 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 oh my gosh like me oh and gosh. Yoni, does your therapist my have a great voice does mine yeah she has a very normal voice yeah I don't think she has like a special voice. She's no Austin Butler, you know, like it's not. Oh, boy. By the way, I've totally seen him in person because he was at the Trader Joe's by UCLA when I was in college once and I saw him from <gasps> a distance. Oh, wow. Was and he is, super cool like Jordan cool? thinks? I think, uh, the flow of his hair is just like something special. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. It, it like, look, like he shakes it and it looks yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. I'm it's looking delicious. up a picture. Oh, my gosh. We'll post the video on the Instagram. <laughs> With Austin Butler. Yeah. I've seen him in the trailer, but I don't. He was oh, my gosh. And he sounds like Elvis in the trailer. He was oh, also he does in have the, good. He was in the Carrie Diaries. I don't know if anyone here watched the Carrie Diaries, but it was a small Carrie little. Diaries. I It was like a little spinoff of Sex and the City of like Carrie Bradshaw as a child. I oh, didn't fun. see that, but I did watch the And Just Like That. I didn't mm. watch It Just Like That. Um, well, it's very different from the original <laughs> show. He does have amazing hair. Yeah. It's good hair. We'll post this pic in yeah. our social media roundup. Please. Yeah, God. it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Boy, it's, don't get me started. Oh, you sound a we little We love jealous. a comparison. You sound a we, little jealous. Oh, absolutely envious. You I mean, good hair. I compare myself to everybody on this planet. That's if you're true. over 5'8 and you're white, I'm probably comparing myself <laughs> to you. Like, that's... That's, Let's uh, dive into that, Jordan. <laughs> Jordan, why do you Jordan, think you do why that? Why do you think you do that? Explain to me what happened in your childhood. Yeah, I was that, gonna uh, say. Makes well, me compare myself what was your to everybody. Like, let's bring it full circle. <laughs> Listen to that. Oh my gosh. Should honestly just be a third co-host at this point. <laughs> Shani. Yeah. Absolutely. Come on the show. We'll have her pop on throughout. Just, like, make I feel cry. like you're really nervous. And I, I you think I'm nervous? Yeah, I didn't want to make you nervous. I'm not nervous. Okay. Did you want to ask me? Did you want me to answer what my family was like growing up? Was that a thing? No, I was just oh, okay. like, I was like, oh yeah, oh. let's get into it. And then outing like, Jordan not being in therapy. Oh, 
Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> to be fair, we start the first episode saying that I am in therapy and Jordan is not in that therapy. That is our dynamic. That is our dynamic. Is that's that true. just like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the setup of the friendship? It's like there's got to be someone who is in therapy and someone who's not. Like that's how you know it's a good dynamic. So yeah. We exactly. Ne- we need the man to not be in therapy. You know. I, yeah, I, yeah. 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 No. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. no. <laughs> that's it. Jordan. That's it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Every woman here is think, like, no, the man needs to be I think in most guys I've dated uh, have ended up not because of me. Oh, don't even say not because of me. You push No, I put them, them in therapy. Absolutely, you push them I, into therapy. I don't push say. them in. No, I don't mean like you we You put bra- them in a chair no, and listen. roll them <laughs> through the door. Listen to me. <laughs> I don't, I don't, the relationship, it's not like the relationship ends and then they go to therapy because I was a no, nightmare. No, 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 no. I'm they saying. They go during because you're like, you must be you in must. therapy. Oh, I definitely, here. I definitely asked Yoni to go to therapy. I am so with you, Emily. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, boy. (laughs) Outnumbered once again, Jordan. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well. I agree. I think it helps everyone. My therapist always says that people go to therapy for to deal with people who need to be in therapy. Totally. There's 100% like TikToks about that. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I did not make that up. I stole <laughs> yeah. that from someone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what is TikTok therapy like? Oh, there is like, like a TikTok therapy. There is like a therapy, therapy TikTok. There is a therapy TikTok. There is like a, a whole channel though, same way there's like a food talk. Um, I'm surprised that you guys didn't talk about mom talk and all the drama with like Mormon mom talk right now on TikTok. <sighs> Oh, Spencer, Spencer made a face. Spencer, do you oh, know what's going on? <laughs> what is Mormon mom talk? What is Mormon mom talk, Spencer? I don't I don't really know what Mormon mom talk is, but I do know that Mormon TikTok is insane. <laughs> it's like a whole different it's funny, people ask me all the time if I know about it, and I try not to be on TikTok, but I have gone down some rabbit yep. holes. Sure. And I don't know, Mormon mommy bloggers slash former Mormons slash mm-hmm. Like people wanting to expose the Mormon church. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a whole demographic. But there. there's a <laughs> whole thing going on. Like I would say the same time that Busy Phillips announced her divorce, this like Mormon mom talk group. It's like a group of all these Mormon families, like these young parents. Um, did you guys ever see the Mormon mom? Her name is Taylor Frankie Paul or Taylor Paul Frankie or something like that. No, she used no, to take these TikTok more. videos with these two blondes and she would pretend she's actually their mom and that she's 56 years old. But these two girls next to her were like clearly like in their 20s. Anyways, she's known on TikTok for just like lying and like whatever, like not in a bad way, but to get clickbait. Anyways, they all started this like mom talk thing where they're all Mormon moms. They all have like really cute babies and really hot husbands. And then suddenly this (laughs) one, Taylor, just went live on TikTok and announced that her and her husband are getting a divorce. This is going to be the plot twist because this whole mom talk group, they're actually soft swingers. (gasps) And they all were hooking up with each other. They all were hooking up with each other. <laughs> Spencer, your face makes oh, me really happy. Yeah. This is funny though, because actually, like, there's a whole underground uh-huh. Mormon swinger community. Mm-hmm. Like, oh that's my a thing. god. <laughs> oh, we so, have which to is learn more. Insane. So so she basically outed the whole situation, and there was a lot like there was like rules and arrangements, and I'm all for swinging. Like, if that floats your boat, that's great. But there was rules, and she broke a rule. The rule was you weren't allowed to be in private. You had to be in public with each other when you guys were hooking up. 
and what? her and Wait, one what? of them went in private into a room, and then they also weren't allowed to have sex. They were allowed to do everything but. And they broke the rules. Turns out there was feelings. Now there's all this drama. Three couples are getting divorced, like, <laughs> of this whole clan. So for me, that was, like, perfect families of the week. Like, to me, that was, like, wild. Like, how did you not hear about okay. this? Wow. Why are you not That's on TikTok? That's amazing. I we also announced today on Instagram mm-hmm. that it would be fun if someone had a perfect family of the world oh, that yeah. they wanted to send in that we could like email it to us and we'll like discuss it on the podcast. So if there is a more sto- there are more stories about Mormon TikTok swinger oh my families gosh, yes. or more stories like this that we don't know on these different tiktok universes please, please send them in and oh, we will yeah. bring it up next week because that is amazing, that amazing? The i would spend hours full of them all of them oh it's wow amazing. well and this is great because most of our listeners are based in utah so uh are they? That's hilarious. spencer you've got a are. following yeah, it's 100% from Hot Producer Spencer, not from us. <laughs> Ooh, trademark it now. There it is. Hot Producer Spencer. Throw that on a t-shirt, baby. Come on. <laughs> Come on. It's the mustache. Look at that mustache. I envy Glowing. a good mustache. Oh, my God. Shani, I feel like we learned so much today. Oh, absolutely. So, I had so much fun. This was I feel fun. like we're just getting started. I mean, oh, I'm here geez. for it. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Oh, incredible. Eventually, well, I'll just we... have to start charging. That's all. <gasps> oh yeah, are you what looking for clients? Because we can advertise you right now. I'll have oh, to. Yeah. I'll have to tell you guys in a year when I'm graduating. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't wait for we'll Shanae to be back. my therapist. <laughs> can we get that in writing, Jordan? Can we get that in writing? Yeah, yeah. I got a pen in hand. <laughs> That's great. You should have a future client list that you're just racking up, and then once the day comes, you can like send out a mass text, being like, "All right, it's official." Oh uh, yeah. Two hundred dollars oh, yeah. an hour, please. Oh, and we're gonna Never. manifest it. Shanee's gonna be my therapist, and I'm gonna have so many champagne problems that I want her <laughs> to fix. Circling back to the champagne problems. Oh, I'm just manifesting that now. Yeah, oh so gosh, that you will also dream. be another. You want you want to be busy, Phillips. Sure, that's it. I absolutely want to have. He all wants the to champagne. be an influencer. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, we learned that I. Yeah. Just want to, yeah. <laughs> anyway. He just wants to be profiled by GQ about what the hell is in his pocket. Oh, I just love those videos, but he was way too cool. It's fine. All right. Well, we're we're, we're going to work on that. We're going to work on being cool, but uh, we do have to vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if Shanice's family is indeed perfect. Yeah. And based on what we know, I think we're going to have to say. Say it with me. No, no! they're nope. not. And I look. She is agreeing. She is shaking her head. She's yeah. like, yes. Yeah, yep, nodding her head. That yeah, she is shaking and nodding. She Shake, is moving it all around. She's going there. in a circle. Oh, I mean, that's I'm, it. I never. I didn't come on this show thinking that they would get a yes vote. So I understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh but my I do gosh. love you, mom and dad. Don't worry. She yeah, does. she loves it's you. It's all love over here. We all here. love our families because when we talk yeah. about what's going on, we're all a little bit more relatable. Amen. Everyone's going through the same Amen. shit. Oh boy, louder for the totally. people in the back. Oh and, man. Uh, we always do close with an inspirational quote. Yeah. Speaking about of family. cool fucking people. Yeah, Jordan, you read oh it today. Oh my god. Well, thank you. Speaking of cool people, <clears throat> this is. Uh, yeah, I'll read it first. A family is a risky venture because the greater the love, the greater the loss. That's the trade-off, but I'll take it all. That was said by Mr. Brad Pitt. Mm. Yeah. He's a lot of kids. Speaking, what? Doesn't he have a lot of kids? Brad Pitt? Yeah. 
Him fact and Angelina Jolie oh, adopted a lot a of kids. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're like, never. <laughs> no, yeah, it's true. He does have children. Ugh. Oh my God. Well, Shani, I wonder when that quote was. Was it like before or after the separation? The split. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I would say after. I would say after the way it's worded, where it's like, um, Spencer. Yes, sir. They have six children. Six. <laughs> six. <laughs> six children. Six adopted children, six. right? Wow. Oh, one's one's, one's not adopted. One's. Okay. No, they're all adopted. Spencer says six adopted children. <laughs> Two thumbs up for the six adopted children of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. One time. Thanks. One more one, time. <laughs> one time, uh, one of my writing jobs, I had to write YouTube scripts for like scary pop culture um youtube accounts and one was all about why brad and angelina were getting divorced and i had to include things about all the children in it wow so i'm scum of the earth wow. that. <laughs> that's rough <laughs> that's rough boy glamorous glamorous cool well shani uh clearly you're not a person to entertainment which is the most refreshing thing i've heard all day oh, but God. is there anywhere that um <laughs> you want people to find you or is it just in a year when uh, uh when your client list will open up i did start an Instagram account about like mental health and advocacy. Yeah, it's got like a whopping like thirty followers. So if anyone, I got a follow. Up Let's that, bump that up. It's at some therapy thoughts. Um, yeah, oh, it's a little bit of mm-hmm. information, education, and just yeah, just talking about therapy and stuff. It's incredibly curated. Oh, it's <laughs> it's a beautiful page. It is a I'm sure she puts page. a ton of work into it. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Oh, we try. Oh, I can't wait to. F- I can't wait to follow. Well, Thanks. thank you so much. Thank Shani. you, thank you, thank you. I'm thank gonna you for force us me. to be friends now yeah. because yeah. I yeah because I'm just gonna keep asking about you. How is she doing? Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's coming over for that. dinner. Please. What a dream. What well, a dream. Cousins, that's a wrap here with Shani. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, make sure you're subscribed because it does make a difference. It does. Hit the little bell. Yes, those notifications are turned on. And mm. um, send us those perfect families of the world. We would love to hear from you. What's the email, Emily? Well, my family's perfect at gmail.com. One more time. Well, my family's perfect at gmail.com. Yep. We will shout No apostrophe. You- no, 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 no apostrophe. But we'll shout you out if you send something in. Um, and uh, we'll catch you here next week on Well, well my, my family's, family's perfect. perfect. See ya. Bye.